most days I don't feel like creating content at all. If we're being honest, if I didn't own a business, I probably wouldn't even be on social media because I just don't enjoy it. Whether you're like me and and enjoy living completely social media free, or if you just find yourself in a content rut, I would like to help you with what exactly you can do to honor your inner lazy girl or inner lazy person. We are gender inclusive here and still put out great content. Let's get to it. Welcome to Sustainable Scaling, a podcast for small service-based business owners who want to simply and sustainably scale from six to seven figures with strategy, systems, and a little bit of soul. My name's Adrian Gallia, the founder and CEO of Soulpreneur, where I'm on a mission to help business owners just like you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom through strategy operations and building a team so that you have a business that you not only love and pays you super well, but that can operate without you. So you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing the things you love with the people that you love. Welcome to the show. So I'm going to cut straight to the chase here and just give you give you the answer of what you should do and then give you a whole bunch of other good stuff to go with it. And that is repurpose your content. Like if you don't feel like creating content today, just repurpose what you've already made. I'm going to tell you, no one's going to notice. I repurpose content all the time. And even if you like every single thing that I've ever put out on social media, which probably is not the case, if you think you have, please send me a message because you will win number one fan award. (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever done that, Um, nor would I expect anyone to. But even if you have, like, there's a really good chance that, first of all, if you even notice, first of all, you're probably not going to notice that I've repurposed content because it's easy enough to just like switch very minor things around and it's, becomes fresh. Uh, But even if you do, like probably I'm repurposing the good stuff and you're like, hey, that's good content. (laughs) Let me like that again. That's just the way that it goes. So let's repurpose some content. There are four things I'm going to talk about here. So, and it's not like do these four things. They're just, here are some things you can do. The first thing that you've got to, that you've got to do though, to do that. Well, you don't have to do this. You can simply go pull a piece of content that you really like. But what I would do instead is to go to your insights because you can repurpose content that's already worked for you. Now, what I would say, if you want to do something different, if you want to go grab a piece of content that you just really liked, I think that it's not a bad idea to go get a piece of content that you think that content should have done better than it did. I thought it was amazing and Instagram didn't show it to anybody and it didn't get any love. And who knows why? Like, who knows why social media algorithms do what they do most of the time? But I would rather go to your insights and see what actually has worked. So let's start there. And if you want to do something else, do something else. So go to your insights, assuming you have a business or a creator profile. If you do not have a business or a creator profile, here's your invitation to change your Instagram account to be that way but that's pretty pretty basic. I'm going to assume you've already got either a business or a creator profile and you're going to go assuming you also have more than 100 followers because if you don't uh well no even if you don't have 100 followers you can still see this information. It's just you can't see information about your own followers and when they're the most active until you've got 100 followers. So you're going to be able to do this no matter what. So go into your insights. You're going to want to look at all the content you've created and I would say as long as your message has not 
massively change. If you have not done a really big pivot in your business and you primarily have been talking about all the same things, make the window of time you're looking at a full year because why not? I don't know that I go more than a year. I mean, I guess you could, but like I think a year would suffice. If you know that six months ago you had a really big pivot and you went from maybe doing done for you social media management. And now you are teaching other people how to become a social media manager. Like that's pretty significant pivot. Like maybe only look at the last six months instead of a year or something like that. Or maybe you went from like, you went from doing VA work to now you're helping people with their finances. Cause like that was what your professional background was or something, who knows, but you get the idea. So choose a window of time and then look at the pieces of content within that window of time that preferably have gotten the most shares, the most follows, or the most website taps. So you can filter the content by what has the most of each of those. So the way that Instagram is doing this now, depending on when you're listening to this, God, God knows it could change, but the way that it's the way that Instagram is currently doing this is to, you have to sort by like only looking at static posts. So you can't, so you have to filter out like your stories and your reels and stuff like that. That's fine. So look at just your static posts and then look at what got the most shares, note those posts down. And you can even go in there and look at all of the details and say like, okay, got this many shares. It got this many follows. It got this many website taps. It got this many saves. It got this many comments. It got this many likes. So do that for which, which posts got the top amount of shares. We love shares, which got you the most follows because we'd love to get fo- We'd love to get more followers, followers. Not that that's the be all end all, but like if someone's following you from a piece of content, that probably means that it resonated with them because that's a very public way of engaging. To share content is a very public way of engaging. To follow someone is a very public way of engaging. And then lastly, filter by how many website taps it got because you want people to take action on what you're doing. So you can look at those posts and especially if you see some overlap of, you know, maybe there are three posts that got like in the top 10 for the most shares and the most follows and the most website taps and also got the most comments or whatever. Those posts are going to be pretty powerful for you. So you can get all that data and notate which posts did the best. Then you can also go look at, these are less important to me personally, but if you want to sort by these things, you can look at which got the most saves and which got the most comments. The reason that I don't think those are quite as powerful as shares follows website taps are because saves are a very passive way of engaging with your content. No, You have no way of knowing who's sharing or who's saving rather who's saving your stuff. And the reality is probably most people save your stuff and never look at it again. Um, Most people are not like going through the coffers of all the content they've saved. Most people that I know, I definitely don't. Except for maybe travel. I save travel posts and I go back and look at them when I'm going to go travel to that place. So, well, beyond that, like I'm not really going back and referencing much of the stuff that I save. And I really don't save all that much stuff because I realize that I don't look at it. So I think it's a very passive way of interacting. I want people who are taking action on my, on my stuff by following me or sharing my stuff or going to my website or whatever, or sending me a message and comments. Like it is a public way of engaging, but a lot of times people are doing it. Like it's their VA or some, their lead gen person. They're just leaving a comment because it's a place to leave a comment. So it doesn't actually necessarily tell you that the piece of content was very resonant. It just tells you that people were had something to say. And then if you really are just like about that engagement life, you can also do this for the amount of likes that they got, but I really could not care less. 
how many likes anything gets. In fact, I think I even have a piece of content that says, I could not care less how many likes. Uh, oh, I want to create content that's so good no one engages with it. They just go straight to the link to buy. It says something like that. I really could not care less about how many people like my stuff. But if that's important to you, then you can sort by that uh, just for fun and see what comes up. Once you've got that and you've got your list of like, these are the things that did well, repurpose it. So you can go back and find it in Canva and maybe change the wording of the first slide. Keep literally everything else the same unless you've got an update, unless you want to update your call to action or you want to update anything that like for verbiage around what you're saying. Mix up the wording, mix up the caption and post it. Easy, done. Now we're done. Or pull out one idea in like, let's say it's a carousel post. You can pull out one idea within that post, turn that into, or within that, with one, one idea that's within a slide or one, you know, one thing on, maybe you have a reel and it's got several different ideas in it. You can just pull one of those ideas out, turn that into its own post or record the carousel post as a reel. Like you can literally use it as a script. You might have to cut it down a bit or turn your reel into a carousel post and then mix up the wording and post it. And you're done. Was that easy? So you're going to your insights. You're going to have to do a little bit of work in, in that sense. Go to your insights, see what, see what worked well, and then reuse it. Mix things up a little bit and be on your way. Now for bonus points, if you're an overachiever like me, while you're at it, log that content, log all of that content, everything that was the highest performing, log it into a content database. If you don't already have one, Notion is great for this. You can use like a simple Google sheet, whatever's easiest for you. Did I already say Airtable? I love Airtable. I don't, did I say that? I don't remember what I said. Yeah. Oh no, I said Notion. Yeah. So I would use Notion. Airtable's great. You can use Google Sheets and, or you can get your VA to start doing it. If you've got a VA or someone who assists you with stuff, or if you've got a social media manager or whatever, start doing it with all of your content and then go back in and tag that content by type. So if you're using it specifically for a launch, you can tag it with that particular launch of that particular product. If it's about marketing, you can say that it's about marketing. If it's about selling, you can say that it's about selling. That's sort of like within my own, within my own niche, within business, within a business niche. Um, but maybe you are a financial person. And so maybe you do, um, maybe you're an accountant. Let's, let's say that. So you tag one thing as like, preparing for your taxes. You tag, you have another tag for your content that's like financial inspiration. You have another tag that's like marketing for your your accountant services and whatever. And you you start tagging everything and you can have more than one tag. You start tagging everything. And then once the piece of content has been posted for enough time for its shelf life to more or less pass. So like a week is sufficient, or you just go back and like, batch log all of this information like at the end of every month you go back and look at everything or once a month rather you go back and look at everything from x date to x date over the over a month period of time and you start noting all of the all of the data that i talked about how many saves did it get how many follows did it get how many shares did it get how many website taps did it get how many on and on and on and on so you've got all that information in one place and then when you want to go repurpose your content you've got it all there and at some point I'm willing to guarantee you, you won't ever have to create new content again, unless you want to, because you're going to have enough of a content bank to just start building off of. This is something that I'm teaching and the program that I have coming up is called uh, Sustainable Growth Lab that I'm I'm launching and it's officially going to start 
we start onboarding middle of July and then it will probably properly start like July 31st. I'm going to teach all this stuff in there because it's just, it's a way to grow sustainably, but it's, it's really simple. You just start building a content database and then you start other creative ways of creating content. Like you create one piece of macro content and you start moving that into a bunch of other pieces of like this podcast episode is a piece of macro content. Then it can be turned into a bunch of other content and you can, and work smarter, not harder. Then you log it all and you've got a bunch of stuff to repurpose and recreate from, et cetera. And one last hot tip for all my ladies out there, since I said your inner lazy girl earlier, hot tip for the ladies out there is start cycle syncing. If you have not already done that and create your content around that plan, your content out around that. So if you're not familiar with what that means, there are four phases of your cycle. There's follicular ovulation, luteal, and menstrual. That's the one that should be the most obvious that I couldn't think of. So you've got those and I'm not going to get into like why, what each phase is and blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to say like, you can track it and there's an, there are apps for that and you can just, you can just know which phase you're in. And when you are in either the follicular or the ovulation phase, batch, create all your content, create all of your content during those phases. And then when you move into the luteal phase, just plan everything out. Cause it's kind of like, you, you just sort of want to pack, 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 right. Everything you're in like a nesting phase, just plan everything out and then be a sloth during your menstrual phase. Like when you're actually on your period, just be a sloth <laughs> or figure out what works best for you. But like, probably you're still going to be a sloth <laughs> during when you're actually on your period. But honestly, like it's, tr- it was, it, that's truly life-changing and it's not just for me. I talk to my own clients about doing this and they're like, Whoa, this is actually life-changing. So there you go. Hot tip. Uh, So that's how I would create, if I didn't want to create content today, which most days I don't want to create content. So I can just go back and pull from other stuff I've already created or go back and like, look at my emails and see what emails performed the best and then turn that into social media content, which if you're already writing emails, turn that into social content when you're writing it. (laughs) I don't always do that. So there you go. Don't feel like creating content today. Those are things you can do instead. I hope this was helpful and I'll see you in the next one. Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode. But before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational or insightful or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month by month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. (laughs) I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at sustainable scaling. I appreciate your support so much and I will catch you in the next episode.